Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. And in case you have no idea who I am, I am a social media influencer, I'm a digital content creator, etc. Heavy emphasis on the etc. I do so much stuff. <laughs> but my content mostly um, relates to beauty, lifestyle, and self-help, and that's how most people know me at this point. Um, when I started creating videos on YouTube back in, I want to say 2009, I was the first to combine beauty and self-help and to do it in a very practical, realistic way. And that was what I intended to do from the very start. Um, I was 19 years old when I started and whenever whenever I go into anything, even though the beauty space wasn't as saturated back then as it is now, um, I really wanted to do things differently and that's that's always my perspective whenever I make a big decision or move into some kind of path. I always ask myself, how can I do this differently? What's my unique angle? What can I bring to the table that's not necessarily already there? What's not being talked about? What's not being highlighted? Like that's where I typically come for or come from and that's where I like to that's where I like to be. So anyway, that all kind of fits into the theme of March, which is marching to the beat of your own drum. As I always say, not everything is for everyone. You're probably not going to like every single thing that I say and do. Not even I do. <laughs> We're all always evolving and discovering and rediscovering different parts of ourselves. But I think I think there's a bit of um, not really confusion, but I think that everyone can understand to an extent how people can be confused by who they are and why they are the way that they are. I think it's really important to tell the difference between what's uniquely you and what is the result of the influence of your surroundings, your environment, the people you're around, you know, the outside stuff. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have probably seen on like Pinterest or Instagram or something, some kind of quote that says, who were you before the world told you who to be? But there's a quote that I actually really like from Chuck Palahniuk from his book, Invisible Monsters. I feel like I quote Chuck Palahniuk all the time, but he's one of my favorite authors. I quoted him in last week's episode. Um, I think I quoted Fight Club in last week's episode. By the way, thank you guys so much for your positive feedback from last week's episode. It was a very spontaneous episode. I guess you could say it wasn't very planned at all. Um, but the feedback was really great. And thank you to everybody that took the time to let me know that you enjoyed it and that you got something out of it. But um, anyway, back to this week's episode and what we're talking about. So there was a quote from Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk, and it goes, Nothing of me is original. I am the combined effort of everybody that I've ever known. And I think that's so honest and transparent and realistic. I mean, as human beings, we can't help but be influenced by our surroundings, what we see, what we hear, what we experience. I mean, it's kind of like our eyes and our ears are filters between the outside world, and our inner world. But in today's world, I feel like more than ever, it's just so much easier to be influenced by the outside world because we're in constant contact with it, even when we're all by ourselves at home alone. I mean, most of us go to sleep with our phones in our hands. We're scrolling through social media until we pass out, hopefully without dropping our phones on our faces. <laughs> um, if you're me, that happens a lot. But um, anyway, I think we all want to get more in touch with our truth, our unfiltered, honest version of who we really are before everyone else started telling us who we needed to be, what was expected of us, etc. Um, the reason why it's so important to get closer to that truth, and notice how I say closer because I don't really think that anyone is 
a hundred thousand percent free of outside influence. I mean, we're all tainted and painted by the brush strokes of life. Um, it's really unavoidable. But the closer that we get to our truths, I think, the closer that we get to our truth, the closer we can get to understanding what actually makes us happiest. And that way we know what to do to support to support that so that we can be our happiest because at the end of the day that's what we really want is to be happy you know and happiness looks different um to everyone happiness means something else to diff- to everyone um but it's really important to understand what that means for you and to feel like your definition of it is actually your definition rather than feeling like you're living your life for someone else because I think that's what happens a lot to people is that they feel like they're living their lives they're living their lives to please someone else or other people so here are some of my tips for getting closer to your truth whatever that might be these are things that I've been experimenting with and practicing that I found have been really helpful for myself Um, and of course I really hope that um, at least one of these things can help you and I think that when you try anything, you have to be committed. I mean, you have to be really committed to, um, I mean, we get advice all the time, but honestly, if you're not putting anything into practice and kind of giving it a chance, you're not really going to know what's going to work for you or what what's not going to work for you. And at the end of the day, we kind of have to put ourselves first and um, do things that could benefit us and make us happier, better people. So anyway, in no particular order, first and foremost, I always recommend unplugging. Um, There's a book out now called How to Break Up with Your Phone that I haven't yet read, but I do plan to because I think there may be some great tips in there that I haven't thought about or tried before. But simply put, unplug from your devices, um, your phone, your tablet, your internet connection every single day. I think it's really important to do that every single day. There's some people who they take like a day out of the week. There's people who will go on like full week, two week long um, social media hiatuses and like really unplug from their phones. Um, If you can do that, fantastic. I have not graduated to that level of enlightenment yet (laughs) or commitment yet. But for me, what I like to do is um, on a daily basis, unplug from my phone. I think it's really the most important thing to do this at the beginning and end of every single day. That's kind of where I mainly focus on making sure that I'm completely disconnected from my from my phone, from my social media and all of that. Ideal is like an hour before bed every single night, I'll place my phone in another room. Um, Ariana Huffington, she refers to this as tucking your phone in like it's like almost like tucking your phone in in its own room kind of like a child which at this point I think people are more likely to notice that their phones are missing before their babies but that's a whole different story but anyway um I just think this is really important for me um to not look at my phone not check my email or do anything really involving the internet for the last hour of my day and my first hour of the day but this is like I'm extremely strict about it when it comes to the beginning of my day why? Well, there was a speaker that I'd come across. I can't find his name for the life of me right now. I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes so you guys can check him out because he had some really incredible tips. Um, but the speaker said, um, if you automatically check your phone very first thing when you get up, if you check your phone the first thing in the morning, what you're doing is you're kind of setting yourself up into going into response mode. So you end up reacting to everything throughout the day um, instead of giving yourself time to yourself and giving yourself the opportunity to set the tone for your day rather than letting everyone else come in 
and all these distractions come in and set the tone of the day for you. So it's really all about taking control, taking back control of yourself. This is especially important, I think, for creative types. Um, creative work and priming yourself for creative work is it should always come first if you're a creative. Um, when you do the creative things first, then you can go ahead and you can look at your phone and your emails and texts and get back to whatever and whoever needs your attention. I understand some people have, you know, kids and things and it's different, but I will say that no matter what you have going on in your life, you have to make yourself a priority because if you don't, eventually you're going to be like, let's say if you're a parent and you're like, my kids come first, I understand, but you still have to put yourself first also, because if you eventually turn into a miserable parent because you've been putting yourself like nowhere on the list, honestly, the worst kind of parent to be is a miserable parent. So if you have to, listen, some people will have a separate line for emergencies. You can do that. At the very least, you should have do not disturb on your phone, but you can store your immediate family members as your favorites and use the settings on your iPhone to allow calls and texts from just those specific people. But basically, at the end of the day and at the very start of your day, you shouldn't have anybody coming in and, you know, being able to reach you and being able to to get to you. Those hours should be reserved strictly for yourself and for doing the things that you really want to do and connecting with your family, connecting with yourself, etc. So, unplugging from your devices really frees you from outside influences at night when your mind is more likely to pick up on things subconsciously and also in the morning where I feel like you can be more easily swayed you know the tone of your day is more easily swayed at least that's what I find for myself so put yourself first unplugging is a way of putting yourself first and when you put yourself first and you give yourself a chance to do what's actually most important to you to really take care of yourself that's really the fastest way to figure out what really matters to you versus what you think is supposed to matter to you or what you were made to think is supposed to matter to you you know what i mean so social media is constantly telling us what we're supposed to value, what we're supposed to highlight. If you don't have this, you don't matter. So you need this thing. And if you don't have it, you better start wanting it. And you better start, you know, I idealizing it. And it just really gives you an impression that these things are going to bring you happiness when really there are so many different paths to happiness. And I think that's what happens is eventually we can be surrounded by almost the same message over and over again or the same kind of message over and over again. And it makes us forget that there are so many different paths to happiness. It doesn't all just, you know, it's not just one thing. Um, there was a Jim Carrey quote about wishing that people could all become rich and famous at some point in their lives so that they could realize that it's not the answer to happiness, as we've all been led to believe. Unplug yourself from the outside influences so that you could really spend time with yourself and notice what really is actually important to you, what really is going to make you happy, what really makes you come alive. And I just think that's really different from person to person. And it's really important to kind of check yourself um, as often as possible so that you can make sure that whatever it is that you catch yourself really wanting, you, you want it for the right reasons or it's a healthy thing to want um, rather than, you know, unhealthy obsessions with things that really don't mean much at the end of the day. So the next thing is writing. As I've said in previous episodes, writing and journaling on a regular basis, doing it daily can really dramatically improve your IQ. There have been so many studies on this. And it could also really help you realize what, what your real challenges are, what your real quote-unquote problems are, 
and it could really help you to find solutions a lot better, a lot faster. It can give you a lot more clarity than just simply thinking about something can. There's just something really incredible about putting a pen down to paper. And this is why I also recommend morning pages. I did a whole episode and even a blog post on morning pages specifically. I'll link that in the show notes below so you can check it out. And it's essentially a brain dump and a really great way to clear out the overwhelming thoughts that creep up on us constantly and just slow us down. And it's basically a chance to vent and release and just take what is worth holding on to and leave what's not really worth holding on to for the day. And it just made such a difference for me. And I get messages from many of you telling me that you've been trying it and really benefiting from it, especially anxiety and stress wise, which is a major key. Um, stress and anxiety don't really do people that much good. So um, I found it to be really helpful in that way too. And it's just, it's so simple, so easy. You don't have to do it at the very start of the day. Um, you could really do it at any point. Um, there's times where I'll feel overwhelmed and I'll just do it at some like random point throughout the day or whatever. But um, usually I like to do it in the morning, first thing pretty much. And uh, I really, really find it to be extremely helpful. Um, especially when you feel really overwhelmed, if you're the type of person who can be overwhelmed, which at this point, I feel like, you know, this day and age, so many people are doing so many things, it's really difficult to not be overwhelmed. I mean, honestly, if you're never overwhelmed, please tell me what your secrets are. If anything, I would interview you for this podcast. Um, but next on the list is trying something new. So trying something new, something completely out of your comfort zone, or even outside of what you think your sphere of interests are can be really surprising because you never know what you might learn, what you might fall in love with. There's so many benefits to letting yourself explore subjects, places, even people that you initially think you may not be into. So don't be afraid to go into the unknown, especially when you're feeling stuck. Um, but on the other hand, if there's something that you've always wanted to try or always wanted to do, learn, etc., you know, stuff that you've just always been putting off or you know, you've been scared to do, you didn't want to be judged for, What? just go for it. Because when you open yourself up to new things, you end up learning new things. So you might learn something new, you might learn a new skill, you might have a new interest, and it really helps to boost your confidence, your self-esteem. And it makes you a lot more optimistic because it really helps you see that there are more possibilities rather than limits. So when you're doing new things, when you're trying new things, you're really opening yourself up more to possibilities rather than limits like, oh, I can't do this or oh, I can't do that. You just put yourself out there and you figure it out. And it just makes you a much richer person from the inside out. Honestly, what you discover can can surprise you. And I think it's always important to allow yourself to surprise yourself. Another thing, some of you may have dreams, goals, things you might really want to try or do, but you're too afraid of the criticism that you might receive. You have to identify exactly who it is that you don't want to be judged by, you know, whose judgments are actually, whose judgments actually matter to you and by how much and decide what's actually worth the risk. So, you know, everybody's got people that they're worried about, you know, what they're going to think of them or they're going to be judged and this and that, whether it's people, usually the people we're most concerned about judging us are people that we don't even like. And I don't understand why we have to put, you know, people that we don't like on some kind of a pedestal. I mean, who cares about them? It really, you know, it doesn't make sense. I think we're all guilty of it. But at the same time, when I look at it from like a logical point, it really just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I care what people that I don't like think about me? Because I already know that I don't like them. 
that's a way of taking back your power also is if you don't like somebody, don't sit and concern yourself about whether or not they would like you. If you really don't like them, you've already made your mind up about them. So who cares what they think about you? Um, but you really have to identify exactly who it is that you don't want to be judged by and also look at whose judgments actually matter to you and by how much and for how long. And then you have to decide what's actually worth the risk. Um, a very liberating thing for me is the idea of death. Um, someday we're all going to die. It's inevitable. No one's going to live forever. You're not. I'm not. And it's really great news because it means that we don't actually have all of the time in the world. I mean, you could be in perfect health. You could be really young and you can get hit by a bus like in five minutes from now. Nothing is promised. I mean, look both ways when you're crossing the street. But, you know, nothing's promised. Shit happens. But think about when you get really old and you're on your deathbed, and you really don't have the time to do anything. Because right now, most people who are listening to my podcast, they're in their 20s or 30s, and you have all these things that you want to do, but you're like, oh, I don't have the time right now. When statistically, you've probably got decades. And you know this, so you actually have the luxury of saying, I don't have time for this right now, I can do it later, next week, Monday, next month, next year. Well, eventually, we're all going to get to a point on our deathbeds, basically, and we won't have time. Um, you won't have the luxury of saying, I don't have time right now. It's simply, you just don't have the time, period. So think about what will you regret not having done when you get to that point. Because I think at that point, what we realize when we're at the end of the road is that it's really not about the destination. We're all going to be six feet under or scattered at a river or in an urn in our future kid's house. I mean, you realize it's about the journey at that point. Life is meant to be lived and lived on your terms. This doesn't mean be reckless because we're going to die, but it does mean to not be overly cautious either about, you know, other people's judgments and, you know, things as silly as that because one, because listen, you're going to live and you're likely going to live for a long time because people are living longer and longer these days. I mean, back hundreds of years ago, people were like dead and buried at 30 and now people are living well into their 70s, 80s, 90s, and up, like on average. So think about this. When you're on your deathbed, um, your parents, all those people who you've always kind of had in the back of your head that sort of their opinions or your idea of their opinions held you back, you know, those people are probably going to be dead <laughs> or they're going to be in the same or similar kind of position to Yours. So those people, all those people will either be dead or basically in the same spot you would be right now on your deathbed and counting down to the inevitable, resting on their regrets. So at the end of the day, everybody's going to have regrets. Everybody holds themselves back from all kinds of things. So you have to really think about what's worth the risk from that perspective, from the perspective of one day you will be on your deathbed. What will matter to you? What won't? Like, what are the things that you could you could reasonably live with not having done? And what are the things where you're like, oh, I wish I tried, or I wish I tried harder, or I wish I pu pushed myself on this thing, or I wish I wasn't as scared to do this or try this or say yes to this thing or no to that thing. Um, you really have to decide what's worth the risk from that deathbed perspective. As morbid as it sounds, that's what gives you license to risk disappointment. You've got to give yourself permission to disappoint. And by permission, I mean, don't even, don't even really give it too much thought. Don't think about, don't overthink about what other people are going to say. Don't give it too much thought because the more thought you give it, the slower you move. And the slower you move, the more regrets you're going to end up having at the end of the road because the slower you move, the less you're going to do. And uh, at the end of the road, 
you might regret what you don't do. Usually, like they say, you regret the things you don't do, that you regret the things you don't say much more than you regret the things that you do say and that you do. So those are basically my tips. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. I hope that you guys found something that you can try and use. If I mentioned anything, I will be putting links in the show notes so you guys can check that out afterwards. If you haven't rated this podcast yet, please do if you leave a rating and a review. I like five stars, just putting that out there. <laughs> but um, hint, hint. But if you leave a rating and review, screenshot it and send it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com and I will send you my hair care tips and secrets for growing the healthiest, longest hair of your life. Nothing sponsored, all stuff that I actually have been using and loving for many, many years. And in addition to that, I'll be sharing with you my healthy snacks, quick healthy snacks, really great things that you guys can make with like, minimal time and effort really great for people who are on the go people who are busy people like honestly who has time for anything these days so um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and as always i look forward to talking to you again next thursday